The New Testament reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 35. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Thanks so much, Jeff. Good morning, everybody. I hope you've had a restful morning. My name's Chris. If you don't know me, I work with the children and young people here at St. Joseph's. Let me pray for us before we get stuck into God's word. Father God, calm our minds this morning. Help us to set our focus on you again. Show us even more clearly the wonder of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Amen. Let me start by asking you guys a question. What is the longest, most painful wait you've ever experienced? Longest, most painful wait. Um, we all have those kind of annoying waiting. Maybe you were waiting yesterday for the potatoes to turn brown uh, or uh, waiting for delayed flights. That's so annoying, isn't it? Or waiting for Hermes to deliver your parcel. Uh, or what about the wait for Newcastle United to win a trophy or maybe even win a game? Um, but I'm sure that uh, those not-so-serious answers, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced much more serious, painful waiting in your life, probably this year, probably even more recently than that? What about the long, painful wait for recovery from serious illness or injury? Or the long, painful wait for a relationship breakdown to heal? Or the long, painful wait for a funeral to come and a chance to bury your loved one? Or the long, painful wait to see the family that you love so much in person? In fact, so much of our lives as sinners in this broken world is just painful waiting, isn't it? So much of our experience is just wishing that something would change, hoping that it will be soon, knowing that this isn't how life was supposed to be. And we often miss out on how amazing and how joyful Christmas, the news of Christmas really is, because we don't understand that its context was in uh, painful, painful waiting. In each of our songs we've looked at in Luke's gospel um, so far in December, we've seen Jesus' birth being celebrated with songs. 
And each song is built on the one before, the volume turning up and up on the amplifier as we see that God's Savior is shown to be even more amazing. And today's, in today's song, the volume dial is turned to absolute maximum as an elderly man in the temple uh, sings that the baby in his decrepit hands is going to bring salvation, the end of painful waiting to the whole world. But what do I mean when I say that Jesus' birth had been painfully waited for? Well, you might not know this, but God's chosen people in the Old Testament in Israel were promised by God to have blessing. And that they would then be a blessing to all the nations of the whole earth. But they'd spent centuries, literally centuries, with very little respite from a cycle of suffering and sin, suffering and sin, suffering and sin. They face judgment, exile, oppression, evil leadership, opposition. Some of that came from other nations. Most of it came from within themselves. It was wearying, continually difficult for them. But they did have this glimmer of hope. 800 years before Christ, a prophet, Isaiah, that we heard read earlier, had promised that although exile was coming, there would be an end to the judgment. God's people would suffer, and it would be very painful suffering, but it wouldn't be never-ending suffering. No, instead, it's painful waiting. Waiting for a day when God would keep his promise, bless his people, bring comfort to them, and then use them to, um, use them to then uh, share that blessing and comfort with all the nations of the earth. He would bring about salvation, saving them from sin and suffering. Once again, he would be with his people, Emmanuel. Bring peace, the Prince of Peace. But before that, be more painful waiting, suffering and sin, painful waiting, suffering and sin, painful waiting, suffering and sin. In fact, for 400 years, the people heard nothing from God. And sin and suffering continued. And the Romans had come and invaded, and they were now occupying them, treating them unjustly. More sin, more suffering. Their leaders were still treating them unjustly, more suffering, more sin. And as a faithful Israelite in 0 AD, it must have been so easy to give up hope. And it was even more hopeless for the rest of the nations of the world who didn't even know that there was going to be salvation revealed to them. They were just in total darkness. And this season of Advent, which we've just had, is a time for us to remember as Christians that we still living in a day today where painful waiting is the universal human experience. The same cycle of sin and suffering, sin and suffering, sin and suffering still continues. And many people of the world are still in total darkness that there is hope, there is light, there is salvation. The world's news, your own, our own news feeds, our own lives, they're just crammed full of suffering and sin, suffering and sin, aren't they? I mean, I don't know what your 2021 was like. I haven't ever met some of you guys. But I can be sure, I can be guaranteed that it was filled to some level with suffering and sin. Suffering and sin. The world is so broken. We are so broken. COVID, cancer, climate change, sleaze, lies, relationship breakdowns, as I said earlier, arguments, bitterness, fear, stress, FOMO, war, hatred. Aren't we all just weary of it? The whole world is weary 
As soon as you notice it, it's so obvious, isn't it? Weariness is just everywhere. All still waiting, waiting for something. Most unsure what that even is. Everyone from Kuala Lumpur to Santiago, Chile, from the jungles in the Amazon to the deserts in Senegal, uh, from Benwell, Tehran, Valencia, wherever you are. 2021 was another year of suffering and sin, suffering and sin, suffering and sin. Now, don't get me wrong, there are temporary distractions. I hope yesterday was an amazing day for you. Um, there are great things like holidays, relationships, good food. Uh, God is a generous God to us. But they're all still stained, aren't they? With di- disappointment, illness, what ifs. There must be something more. They're distractions from the waiting, but they're not the end of the waiting. We haven't even mentioned death yet with that unstoppable power that it has. Yes, the world is still obviously waiting for hope, waiting for light to give them life. And only when we understand that will we see the joy of what elderly Simeon sings that morning in the temple. So we come to to, to our passage, and and Simeon in the passage, uh, Luke describes as a painful waiter himself. Luke says he's been waiting for his whole life for the consolation or or comfort of Israel, which means he was waiting for that promise from Isaiah to come true of comfort and blessing to God's people and then uh, blessing to all the nations of the earth. He was close to death. He was an old man. But he had this personal, precious promise from God, that from from the Holy Spirit, that he would see with his own eyes the Christ, God's promised Savior, the one who would bring about what he'd been waiting for all his life. And he entered the temple on that, uh, on that morning, led by the Holy Spirit. And he saw that one-month-old baby being carried past by Mary and Joseph on their way back from offering their sacrifice. And it was revealed to him at that point, that from the Spirit, that the baby walking past is what he'd been waiting for. That cute little vulnerable baby wrapped up uh, in this poor, humble couple's arms. He would bring about the end to the waiting. Simeon holds out his hands, and they're shaking with excitement. Mary was probably a bit unsure about whether to hand over her newborn to this random guy in in the temple. But as the baby is placed in his arms, he lifts him up and he sings a song filled with joy. He sings, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Firstly, notice, he sings of the peace that he now has. Fulfilling what the heavenly host has sang the night before Jesus had been born. Remember what they sang? They sang, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Don't know how you have attempted to find peace yourself. I wonder what you think is preventing you from having peace. Uh, the world claims that to find uh, peace, you need to turn off the noise. Maybe practice mindfulness. Empty your mind. Or, or do what Eastern, uh, Eastern religions advise and just empty your whole life of emotions and relationships. 
doesn't sound like a very satisfying answer to the problem. Maybe it's a temporary solution, but I don't think it brings lasting peace. Not the kind of peace that we would like to have when we die. Now, this baby brings those who recognize who he is true peace. The kind of peace not found by emptying, but by healing. Healing relationships with others, and most importantly, healing our relationship with God. A peace that can only be brought about when our sin and our self-centeredness are dealt with and, forgive, and forgiven, and their all-consuming power in our lives defeated. That peace is what that one-month-old baby in Simeon's arms brought him, and it continues to bring those who recognize who he is today. In fact, notice he brings Simeon peace in his relationship with God to the extent that he's ready to die and be with him. He's at peace with God in his death, or as he puts it, in his departure. He's going somewhere else. Knowing someone who is dying, but is at peace with God, it is an incredible experience, isn't it? As a church family, it's something uh, we've been through a few times this year, as Ben said, very recently. It is incredibly sad. But when they know they'll be accepted by God when they die, there is no fear. They're filled with a peace that surpasses all understanding. A Christian man who was going blind on his deathbed as he was coming very close to dying said this to the, the preacher who came to visit him, Spurgeon. He says this, And when you see my eye strings break, how sweet my minutes roll, a mortal paleness on my cheek, but glory in my soul. Guys, we don't know what 2022 is going to hold for us. We don't know if we're going to make it to 2023. None of us know. Come to Jesus like Simeon did in the temple. Find peace with God that lasts even through death, through departure to glory. But how does this baby bring this amazing peace? How can we have it? Well, next, Simeon sings that his eyes have seen God's salvation. And after becoming a dad this past year, I now know how small a one-month-old baby really is. They can't even look you in the eye. You, like, stare at them, and they're just completely vacant. They don't have a clue who you are. And yet Simeon is looking this baby in the eye, and he's saying, this is God's salvation. This is God's saviour. As we've seen, Israel's sin problem, its rebellion against God, had never been defeated. No one had ever been found that could deal with the sin problem. They needed an exodus-like salvation from their sin. Not from slavery to Pharaoh, but yeah, from slavery to their own sin problem. But no one could come who didn't have the sin problem themselves. But here, Simeon sings that God's salvation is in his arms. He's holding him in his arms. This baby is the true and better Passover lamb. This baby is the true and better Moses. This baby is going to rescue his people once and for all. Simeon didn't know what the details were going to be of how he would do that, but he trusted him completely. He knew this was who his people needed. I don't know if you've watched The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe so far this Christmas, but it it's just like when the snow began to melt 
as Aslan, the Lion King, arrives back in, Aslan, in um, Narnia. The White Witch's reign begins to end with the visit of Father Christmas, and then the snow begins to melt because the perpetual winter is turning to spring. Now Jesus is here in Simeon's arms, and he knows sin's perpetual reign is over. The cycle of sin and suffering, sin and suffering, can be broken. The hope is here. And so God's people can now have that comfort and blessing they've been promised, the glory they've been waiting for. And the world, the whole world, the Gentiles, including us, we can have that blessing and be saved too. I don't know if you guys got a scratch map for Christmas or maybe in previous years. I want you to imagine a similar map, but instead of marking where you've been, it marks where there's knowledge of God, where there's knowledge of his salvation. In 1 BC, that map would have been fairly bright in Israel where they had been told about God's salvation. And then as you got further out, it would have been pretty dark very quickly and then just total darkness for so much of the world. But now this baby Jesus had come and the sin problem could be defeated, that light could now spread. Spread very quickly. Because his light shows that salvation is possible for all peoples, from any country, any nation. And that news spread and spread and spread. And that's how we in Benwell in 2021 have heard that news. As that light has spread to us. And it means whether you're Iranian or Welsh, man or woman, young or old, if you belong to the category of all people, you can now hear about that salvation and believe it and enjoy all the benefits of it. God's promise to Israel is now finally true for us too. And as a church, we must have on our hearts, when we, when we celebrate Christmas, we must have on our hearts, like Simeon did, the global perspective of this salvation. This, uh, this news is for all the world. And as a church, we have a particular mission of sharing this gospel in Madagascar, Mozambique, the Balkans, South Sudan, and Spain. So as well as uh, sharing the gospel with people from all over the world who live uh, on our doorstep. But during this Christmas period, let me encourage you to pray for those countries. Pray that there will be the news of the salvation that Jesus can bring would go to those countries, that light this, this Christmas, this year. And pray for those that we support who are helping share that gospel um, to, to do that this Christmas. But what about us for this Boxing Day? Let me leave you um, with a challenge because we've heard about God's saviour. We've heard about how amazing he is. But this year, this week, this morning, the devil is going to tell us two lies. The first lie is this. The waiting is never going to end. Sin and suffering, sin and suffering, and ultimately death is the only way. That's what the saint's going to say. Any other hope is wishful thinking. And it's so tempting, isn't it, to believe those lies. We are so often over-promised, aren't we? So many examples came to mind of, of clickbait, uh, of, of salesmen on the door, even of politicians announcing the irreversible end to COVID restrictions. And we're so often over-promised that we're tempted to believe that God's saviour ending the waiting is an over-promise over too. 
but he's not. He's different. He's God's saviour. Be filled with joy, as Simeon is when he holds Jesus Christ. Be filled with joy um, with him, because he does genuinely end the waiting. God's promises can be trusted. Remember, Simeon said it was according to his word that, according to God's word, that this, and his promise had been fulfilled. So lift him up yourself. Enjoy him. Trust him. Sing in response. Celebrate. People have really enjoyed holding our baby Lydia this, this year and talking about her and wondering at her um, and seemingly never getting bored of her despite the fact she does pretty much nothing. Um, well, lift Jesus up yourself this Christmas. Enjoy him, wonder at him, celebrate him. And the second lie that Satan's going to tell us is this. He's going to say that something else is going to end the waiting. Some other solution will come. More medical technology and understanding. New politicians. More of the same politicians. A new relationship. A baby of your own. A career move. A holiday. But again, don't believe those overpromises. They are overpromises. They might bring happiness, but they won't bring an end to the waiting. Simeon knew this baby was his only hope. He wouldn't have had peace dying if he, if he knew there was going to be a change of emperor or, a, or he, a new wife on the scene. No, the baby, he knew that this baby in his arms, the salvation of all peoples, was the true end to the waiting. So instead, do what Mary and Joseph do. They marvel at what Simeon said. A sense of, with a sense of awesome wonder, puzzled at what uh, has been said about him, but at the same time trusting God that it's true and praising him, marveling at him. Let's do the same this year, St. Joseph's. Let me pray for us. Father God, thank you so much for Jesus, the one who brings about the end of the waiting. Thank you that in some ways, the waiting is over with the coming of Jesus that first Christmas. The light can spread, salvation to all nations. Thank you that we can be sure that one day all the waiting will end and we will be able to enjoy being at peace with you forever. Help us now to trust you. In the name of that baby in Simeon's arms, Jesus Christ. Amen.